You're listening to Comedy Central. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Calling all vendors and non-vendors alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. "'Twas the night before Kwanzaa and all through the house. Everybody was asking, what is this holiday all about? Kwanzaa, it's the holiday your white friends think your black friends celebrate. But if you'd like to know more about it, I'm happy to tell you. Starting on December 26, black families gather for seven days to honor their African heritage and celebrate the values of the black community, like unity, self-determination, and Beyonce. And some think Kwanzaa has ancient roots, and it does, if you think doing the mashed potato smoking menthols on a shag rug is ancient. Because Kwanzaa was actually created in 1966 by Molana Karenga. He was a black nationalist leader who changed his birth name from Ronald because no one wants to celebrate something invented by a guy named Ronald. You could even be my best friend. If your name's Ronald, I'm not even coming to your birthday party. After seeing the 1965 riots in LA, Karinga wanted a way for African Americans to honor their African roots and reaffirm their cultural connections. So he created Kwanzaa, naming the holiday after the Swahili phrase, Matunda Ya Kwanzaa, which means first fruit, and then adding an extra A. Reminds me of when I'd copy someone's homework, but change it a little bit so the teacher didn't know I cheated. Karinga studied a variety of African tribes, pulled from their traditions, and added a thing about candles, because candles were on sale at Bed Bath & Beyond. Each night of Kwanzaa, a candle is lit that represents a different principle. Unity, umoja. Self-determination, kuji, mm, kuji, mm, kuji chagalia, whoo! Hey man, I don't know these words, I'm trying, all right? Collective work and responsibility, ujima. Cooperative economics, ujama. Purpose, Nia. Creativity, Kumba. Faith, Imani. On Imani, the seventh night, people exchange gifts, and the gifts are often handmade. Why? Because Kwanzaa's meant to stand against the commercialism of Christmas, and because handmade gifts are much harder to re-gift. At first, Kwanzaa had a hard time catching on, in part because there's a lot of holiday competition during this time of year. Christmas, Hanukkah, the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Also because seven days is a lot of time to spend with family. Even Jesus could only take three days in heaven with his dad before he came back to earth because he needed a break. It also didn't help that Karenga himself wasn't the best dude. He spent some time in prison for abusing women. If Santa went to prison for smacking around Mrs. Claus and then tried to come down my chimney, Rudolph wouldn't be the only one with a red nose. Kwanzaa didn't pick up steam until the late 70s, when the black middle class began to grow, and suburban black parents wanted to connect their children to their heritage. 
And of course, where there's black people with money, there's companies pretending to care about black culture. So like every other major holiday, soon Kwanzaa became commercialized. The dream! Beer advertisements, Power Rangers, cell phone commercials, Sesame Street, even white ladies on the Food Network's making Kwanzaa cakes. Ugh. At least I think that's a cake. That looks like something you make when you're drunk at 4 a.m. Point is, Kwanzaa had arrived. 30 years after its first celebration, 10 million Americans were celebrating Kwanzaa. Even the U.S. government acknowledged it. Bill Clinton made the first presidential declaration marking the holiday, although I bet he was just trying to get another invite to Arsenio. And the U.S. Postal Service even commissioned a Kwanzaa stamp. Check it out. It's the closest thing we're going to get to reparations. But Kwanzaa's moment in the sun didn't last long. After the 90s, interest in the holiday declined, and now only 4% of Americans celebrate it, which to me just reflects the changing of the times. Younger black people don't feel the need to have a holiday to affirm their blackness when black culture is way more visible and easy to engage with nowadays. There's black Twitter, Black Panther, slick down baby hairs. And honestly, Kwanzaa is a complicated holiday. It's got a problematic beginning and can sometimes come off as African cosplay. But on the other hand, it brings families together, centers the black experience, and is an excuse to have some good food. Ugh, not you. But maybe the best part of Kwanzaa is, whether you celebrate it or not, you can pretend to celebrate it. So my white friends will buy me gifts. Ha ha! Habarigani, y'all! Siri, what does Habarigani mean? Oh, she a white lady, she don't know. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 